The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports today here on SportsGrid. Happy Friday to everyone out there. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddox. Today on the show, we're going to preview the daily fantasy slate in both the NBA and the NFL will also recap Thursday night football, maybe talk some World Cup as well. Dave, it's great to be with you, getting ready for another week in fantasy football. And certainly last night, a good night for the Buffalo Bills. Started off real well for the New England Patriots. Looked like maybe, uh, you know, they would make a game of it. But very quickly we learned that, uh, yeah, Patriots kind of are who we thought they were, which is a pretty good team, not a very good team. And Buffalo went in and slammed the door on them in the second half. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I'd go with pretty good team. I would say they are, you know, like the 14th best team in the NFL or whatever. They have no speed on offense, and when you're not fast and you don't have a way to, you know, adjust for that if you're just running the ball, uh, they they scored the Marcus Jones, uh, the, the the third round defensive back from Houston. It was his first it was first offensive snap in the NFL, and it was his first catch in a football game since September of 2021 when he came in for a trick play for the Houston Cougars. I mean, when that is how you are trying to win games on offense, I just don't think it's going to go pretty well. And, you know, they're paying – it's it's not as if the, the Patriots didn't try and improve on offense. You know, they're paying all this money to uh, Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, trade a third-round pick for Devontae Parker. I mean, trade a third-round pick for Devontae Parker, Kadarius Toney. I don't I don't really think it's uh, hard to see which one of those is is a better option, just – Weird, weird stuff from the Patriots organization. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. Maybe 10 wins gets them in. I don't know. Still a long way to go before they get there. That's for sure. All right, let's take a look at our headlines here on the show. Bills win relatively easy on Thursday night football, and they improve to 9-3 and three after beating the Patriots on Thursday night. By the way, the Bills did place Von Miller on the injured reserve list. The Milwaukee Bucks expect to have Chris Middleton Back on the court tonight. Been a while for him. No doubt he'll help Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. And how about this one out of nowhere, Davis? The Tampa Bay Rays with the biggest free agent signing in their history. And it's only $40 million, but they signed Zach Eflin to a three-year deal. Now, let's be clear, Davis, they've done extensions that have been more than $40 million. Their own players they have extended. But they've never gone out in free agency and spent that. I mean, it's sort of incredible to think. And of all people, it's Zach Eflin, too. Didn't see it coming. Yeah, did uh, did not have this one on my bingo card. I mean, I don't believe Zach Eflin. Like, if you uh, if you did a poll of people walking on the street in St. Petersburg, you know, where, where the Rays Stadium is, I guess, for now, I mean, how many people would be able to pick Zach Eflin out of a lineup? Probably not that many. 
whatever. I mean, the Rays will probably turn him into like a 3.8 ERA guy who strikes right. out a guy per inning because that's pretty much what they do. But certainly not uh, not a guy who's like really getting our juices flowing for fantasy baseball or anything like that. No, and uh, winter meetings are coming up, by the way, uh, Monday, well, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. I will be there for Sports Grid, so I will not be with you guys hosting Monday and Tuesday next week. I'll return here on Wednesday, but maybe I'll be popping in on the show. Maybe Aaron Judge will sign Davis, and, you know, hopefully that happens because, I mean, it, it, we're, we're still sitting here with the best players in free agency unsigned in Major League Baseball a month into free agency, and... Um, you know, to me, that just kicks me. Every every time I even think about it, it just kicks me. It just doesn't make a. It just really doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, look at look at what gets the most traction, the most clicks, the most views in other sports. The NBA, there. I mean, the NBA. For, I mean, we've talked about this a ton on the show. NBA free agency is bigger than anything else in the NBA. More people care about who goes where in the NBA than care about the uh, the NBA finals. The NFL draft does insane ratings every single year. It's probably one of the, I would say, one of the top five TV nights of the year. The NFL draft always gets crazy ratings. And baseball, for whatever reason, has not found a way to make player movement, the draft, all that stuff like that. That just really, that's for diehards only, right? I mean, how many people, how many people who were like, are, you know, let's just, let's just create the, the, the cultural example, like watching their first soccer game all year in the World Cup versus turned on MLB TV last night to figure out the deal with Zach Eflin. Like, you know, I don't know. I, and I wish, I, I wish that wasn't the case. I wish, I wish there was like a 48 hour period where every baseball move happened and Maybe. we were really tuned in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you would think that, you know, major league baseball, they have the winter meetings where all the teams are together. And you would think that that three day window would be a window where, okay, this is the time where you have to sign everybody. Like to me, that would be a fantastic idea. Now they moved the draft to July at the all-star game. So I thought that was a good idea. The draft lottery is Tuesday night. I think that's a good idea, but this is just not enough to move the needle. It's not enough. It's, it's, you know, little, little steps here that are moving up. Naturally, we have to hope that we get some free agent signing. Um, I, I do think Davis that Aaron judge will sign. I, I call me a conspiracy theorist, but I think that that will be the crowning achievement of the winter meetings next week. So I think that when I come back here on the show, uh, judge will be a Yankee or a giant. That's my prediction. One of the two. Well, I mean that, that would be, that would be huge news. I mean, that would be, that would get extra, that would get extra clicks that would get, you know, all, all the, that, cause people know who Aaron judge is. People knew the home sure. run chase and, and all of that. So like that would be, and, and if, if they could follow that up with, you know, the Dodgers signing someone, a couple other big moves like that would all, like, I would, I would be on board. That would be good spectacle. Yeah. I have a feeling that's, that's what we'll get. I don't know if we'll get anything else, but that's my feeling going into next week. So I got to get on a plane and go to San Diego Sunday night. All right. Coming up next, let's dive into the slate in the NBA. We got a big slate tonight. It's Friday night. We'll see who Davis likes and who he's going to start on drafting. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Huge slate tonight in the NBA. We have almost a dozen games, I think, on the slate, Davis. Naturally, a couple of teams over 500. Indiana and Utah going to play Miami-Boston. Some pretty good matchups. How does the slate look to you? You know, I think it is a pretty interesting one. I, I tend to like these, uh, you know, rather rather large slates. I, I, uh, I just kind of gravitate towards them in general. So we only had one game in the NBA last night. So obviously they are absolutely backloading us today. And, uh, you know, you also always kind of like a slate where some of the, you know, super mega MVP style guys are not going to be so owned because there is such a, a great amount of value. And so I think tonight Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, Anthony Davis, a lot of those guys going to be pretty low projected ownership on them because so many of the best values are sort of sitting there in the middle tier. All right. So let's take a look at some of the pricing tonight over on DK. We'll start off with Ja Morant, who is 10800 this evening, a really good option always, followed by Steph Curry at 10-7, Devin Booker at 10-1, Trey Young at 9700 Tyrese Halliburton at just over 9500 9600 and DeJounte Murray is uh, approximately 8800 tonight here on DraftKings. All right, so Davis, help us set a lineup tonight. By the way, all this information over at DailyRoto.com. Yeah, I mean, so we are looking at, obviously, some of the highest projected guys on the slate. John Morant, over 50 points. Curry, over 50 points. Trey Young is significantly cheaper than those guys. He's right in the same range. Devin Booker just had one of the best games of his young career the other night. One one of my guys that I'm buddies with on Twitter, he won the big GPP for $100,000 on DraftKings with that big Booker game. But... We got uh, we have a lot of value sitting here at uh, at the guard positions. We have uh, Joe Harris, who has been playing you know about thirty five minutes a night for the Nets against Toronto. He's only four thousand. Colin Sexton is getting into uh, you know a much larger role here in Utah. He's up around 33, 34 minutes per night, and I like this matchup for him against the Pacers because the Pacers have kind of been one of the surprises of this young season, but mostly on offense, not uh, not too defensively strong. Cameron Payne continues to start at point guard with, I mean, feels like Chris Paul has been out for like a month at this point. I don't even remember the last time he played in a game. Royce O'Neal, another value option. In terms of the the really expensive guys, though, a couple of guys I'm looking at for leverage. One, Tyrese Halliburton for the Pacers against Utah. He has zero turnovers in his last three games, shooting really well from three. I just am very, very impressed by Tyrese Halliburton. I think he is absolutely phenomenal. 
And then uh, Deontay Murray, he's going to give direct leverage on Trey Young, who we expect to be pretty popular. He's point guard and shooting guard eligible, so a little bit easier to work in. And then I don't remember, I mean, Bradley Beal at 8,400. Bradley Beal has been like a $10,000 player for a large part of his tenure for the Washington Wizards, so I I just kind of like that as an angle as well. All right, fair enough. Now let's take a look at the highest-priced player on the board tonight. No surprise, Davis. Giannis at 12300 tonight on DraftKings, followed by Kevin Durant tonight at 11000 There is Tatum's price as he takes on the Miami Heat. Uh, good game for the Lakers tonight. And LeBron James, he's priced at 10500 Pascal Siakam at 9300 And Zion Williamson at 9000 I, I guess that's like a blind spot for me this season. How's Zion doing this year? I literally have not even been following him. You know, Zion is, he's having a pretty good season. You know, it's not as if, it's not as if he is, uh, you know, in the MVP race or anything like that. But I do think probably most importantly, he's showing that the, uh, you know, the organizational respect, the organizational decision to set everything up around him uh, seems to be pretty well guided. I mean, 23 points, six rebounds, four assists. He's got good shooting splits. Um, Unfortunately, he is not really shooting any three-pointers. I think, by year four of his career, that's kind of something we would have wanted for him. Not that not that you need to do it. You know, Giannis has been a really effective, great NBA player, and he can shoot threes, but it's not as if you're going out for your game plan every single night and asking Giannis to shoot, you know, five, six, seven, eight three-pointers, but just the, the ability to do it. Um, I, I'm in on Zion. Like, if I had the opportunity right now to, to bet, like, over 0.5 career MVPs or, or maybe 0.5 career first team all NBAs for Zion. I think I would probably take it. He looks really strong. And and Jason Tatum by the way. Uh we don't we don't talk a ton about betting on the show. It's mostly DFS stuff. Are pretty close to 50-40-90 as a team. They are the most efficient per 100 possessions offense in the history of the NBA right now. Now is that going to hold for the entire season? Is Marcus Smart going to shoot 40%? Is Derek White going to shoot 40% from 3? Probably not, but Tatum to me looks like the runaway favorite for MVP. Thirty-two points, eight rebounds, four and a half assists. Like he is, he is absolutely phenomenal. And I really like Tatum on tonight's slate uh, against Miami. I mean, Miami is always—I mean, we remember from the uh, the playoffs last year—they did a great job defending him. But just seeing him and Giannis at like two, three percent owned, like that just feels wrong to me. Those guys have the highest ceilings on the slate, specifically Giannis, and it's easy to see why there are loads. A value options tonight. Isaiah Roby coming off the bench for the Spurs. Kata Bates-Diop starting for the Spurs. Both of those guys are below 4,000 on DraftKings. The Pelicans have some front court injuries with Brandon Ingram not playing and CJ McCollum not playing. That means Trey Murphy the third, uh, Herb Jones, like uh, these guys are, are in play. Kelvin Johnson on the other side of that game against the Pelicans. He's probably my favorite mid-tier value. He's sort of the... Um, He's like the only shot creator on the San Antonio Spurs roster. He's really the only guy where you throw him the ball and you're like, all right, you're going to be able to get a shot that is not absolutely horrible. I really like Evan Mobley at 7,000 against Orlando and Dean Wade, another value option. I like uh, for, for a leverage angle, I like playing $3,800 Dean Wade over those Ooh. two Spurs guys. I think uh, him at like 8% versus the Spurs guys at 20% feels pretty good. All right, nice, nice option. They're real cheap tonight. Okay. Uh, all right, so now let's go over to the big men, and we'll end with the centers. We'll go back to Giannis here again, 12-3. We just talked about him. Nikola Jokic of the Nuggets, 11,400. 
Joel Embiid is back, 11,300. Anthony Davis has been great for the Lakers, by the way. Maybe the best run of his career, 10,600. Pascal Siakam, 9,300. And then Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Tonight, Davis, 8,700 on DraftKings. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he has been. Uh, he is He is really keeping the Lakers afloat right now. He is, he is you know, every every single day you log in to, to think about basketball and they're they're doing all the talk of like, oh, you know, the Lakers, they're, they're getting close. They're figuring it out. They should trade those 2027 and 2029 first round picks for, for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner to help out LeBron and Anthony Davis. Jokic is going to be my guy tonight. There's been a real change in his game. Uh, so we missed those three games right at the end of November. Since he came back from those games, he's been playing the best he has all season. He's got a 31-point, a 39-point, and a 32-point game. He had had only one game with over 30 points before that. And I, I, I think, honestly, what had to have happened is they must have sat down with the coaching staff and been like, look at what it's like without you, dude. Michael Porter Jr. can't do anything. Jamal Murray's still working his way back. Like I, I, And I think what he was trying to do was like, all right, I'm getting these guys back. We got to build them up. We got to play team basketball. You know, and it's not enough room for that. The Western Conference is just too competitive. They're going to have to win 50 games, and their best path of doing that is Jokic absolutely crushing. So I really like Jokic tonight at, at sort of um at sort of low-owned. A couple of the value options, Zach Collins and Andre Drummond. Kelly Olenek as well against the Pacers, I think, is is pretty strong. All right, so there you go. You have your options tonight. Now, folks, all of this information, it's a lot to absorb. I get it. But if you go to dailyroto.com, Davis and the team there are going to get you all set up and optimize you, which is a term I like to use for tonight's matchups and all the matchups this weekend in Daily Fantasy over in the NBA. So just go to dailyroto.com and you can get all set up there. Now, coming up next here on the show, our buddy Jim Sanis is back in the house. No more leftovers from Thanksgiving. It's time to move on to the next week with Jim. And we're going to take a look at the Daily Fantasy Slate, a very interesting one. Coming up next, right here, of course, on Fantasy Sports Today. So stay on the grid. Davis Maddock, Craig Mish, joined by Jim Sanis, helping you out on FanDuel. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Once upon a time, Jim Sanish joined us back in uh, early September. It was week one of the NFL season. We were all jazzed up. We were getting ready for the start of it. That story has reached week 14. Really? We've had 13 <laughs> weeks of DFS. I uh, can't believe this. A month from now, the season will be over in the NFL. The college football playoffs will be here. And Jim, this thing just whew, went right by. We'll be talking NASCAR again, I have a feeling soon. Oh, buddy, let's go. I'm in right now. You know, we want to talk some futures, some championship stuff. I'm in. Yeah. But, like, it's funny you mentioned week one, Craig, because I think this is the most excited I've been for a main slate since week one. So I think it's a great one. We got games we can stack. We got some potential value plays that I don't hate, some potential value plays I should hate but will still use. So it's kind of the perfect DFS slate, I think. All right. Well, that being said, I like your thoughts and Davis's thoughts. So let's dive right in and take a look at the quarterback pricing this weekend. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is going to be right at the top at 9,000 this week for Kansas City. Jalen Hurts going up against the Titans. Good matchup there, 8,800. It looks like Justin Fields is going to play this week against the Packers. He's priced at 8,500. Joe Burrow of Cincinnati is 9,300. Good spot for Lamar Jackson. I've been saying that for weeks. I haven't worked out that way, but he's at 8,200. And then Justin Herbert, also you would think, decent matchup against the Raiders this week. All right, Jim, take us away with the quarterbacks, and then Davis, uh, we'll get to you here. Yeah, I want to build around the games with high totals and tight spreads. So that's the Chiefs-Bengals, obviously. That means Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow going to be near the top of the slate. Burrow doesn't run a ton, but has run a tiny bit more recently, which is enticing. So for $8,300, I do like that. If Mahomes, you can get there, you got to try to get there for sure. Other uh, games that stand out for stacking would be the Chargers-Raiders and the Lions-Jaguars. Oh, Herbert's ADOT is. I do still feel like he's a tremendous play going up against the Raiders. And then Trevor Lawrence, lower salary at 76 I'm not fully convinced I should do this because I'm not fully convinced he has like a 35 point ceiling. So I'll probably talk myself out of it, but I am giving long consideration to Lawrence at 30 or at 76 because the lions do let up a super high a dot. It's a, a tight game with a with a high total playing indoors against really bad defense. So I'd like to talk myself out of Lawrence by the time we get to Sunday. But as of right now, he's the guy with the lowest salary that I'm looking at pretty hard. Yeah, I totally echo Jim's thoughts. This is pretty close to a perfect slate. We've got great quarterbacks at the high end, Burrow, Mahomes. We have high end guys who run, who aren't going to be that owned. Lamar, Jalen Hurts, I don't think their stacking options are going to be that owned. If you want to go on the lower side, I think Goff and Lawrence both seem like pretty strong options. I mean, those are those are really like the six guys I'd be using right there. Um, I, I really like Mahomes, mostly because I think you can get away with playing one of his minimum salary wide receivers this week, whether it be Sky Moore or Justin Watson. Sky leads them in targets the last two weeks. Watson leads them in routes the last two weeks. So I'd, I'd probably rank them Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Lawrence in terms of how I would prefer to deploy them this weekend. All right, fair enough. Now let's go over to the running back position. One name stood above all last week. We're going to wait and see if he ends up playing this Sunday, but certainly it appears Josh Jacobs will for the Raiders. And Boy, his price has gone way up, hasn't it? He's at uh, 9500 this week. Nick Chubb is just above him, 9600 plug-and-play Chubb with that matchup at Houston for sure. Austin Eckler, 9200 Derrick Henry against Philly at 8800 Saquon Barkley at eight, uh, 8600 excuse me. And then Joe Mixon, I believe, Jim, will return for the Bengals this week. He's priced at 8500 
Yeah, running back is the same as quarterback, where I want to be in the game stacks when I can. So Eckler and Jacobs grayed out really well. It seems like Jacobs should be good to go for a tremendous matchup. But I also really do like the mid-range this week. Those guys being primarily Aaron Jones and David Montgomery. Not a game I want to stack, but I'm okay using both them together because the way they get their points, they will get points via the air. If Justin Fields does play Montgomery, I think winds up being a pretty good play at $7,000 because he had 100 yards in scrimmage in both games without Khalil Herbert. So looking pretty good there. We saw the the Eagles absolutely shred the Packers rush defense on Sunday night football. So that's a good thing for him too. Jones on the opposing side has had 150 or more yards in scrimmage in three games this year. That is more than every running back except Josh Jacobs. So you're getting a discount on him at 74. He has a ceiling still. So I do like both running backs in that Packers-Bears game, despite not wanting to stack it all that much. Other key situation to monitor is the Steelers because Jalen Warren coming off this hamstring injury got into full practice Wednesday. I was pretty shocked by that. Warren has played really well this year. So you got a situation where he could be a full practice three days this week, could have known Najee Harris in this game, $5,000 facing off at Atlanta. That checks a lot of boxes. So if we get no Najee Harris with Jalen Warren off the injury report, I'm pretty jazzed about that. I think it's actually a pretty good situation. Despite the fact Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland did play pretty well on Monday, I'd be really into Warren at 5,000 if we get the chance to use him. Yeah, Warren, I think, would probably be the top play of the slate because I also don't think he would get truly, truly jammed because people just saw a primetime game where Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane were getting the touches, and I think it'd be pretty – like, and I think most of the sites that offer projections will, will err on the side of being conservative with him, coming off the hamstring injury, whatever. But Benny Snell had played three offensive snaps the entire year before that game. They do not like Benny Snell. They do not like Anthony McFarland. I, I think we'd be getting pretty much Najee Harris workload. Um, I like Isaiah Pacheco if Jarek McKinnon does not play. Uh, I think that one is going to kind of sneak by some people. I think you can use him in Detroit, Jacksonville game stacks. I, I wouldn't use him with Mahomes. I, I think the odds of him getting a receiving touchdown are, are fairly low. But every week we do these running backs, and every week I say they cannot price Kenneth Walker high enough for me. This dude... I mean, I was not old enough to to remember LaDainian Tomlinson or Bo Jackson or these guys, but he just looks unbelievable to me. Every time I watch, and, and he kind of has the Saquon Barkley thing going where you give him eight carries in a row and they all go for one yard because he's looking yeah. to hit the home run. But then when he hits the home run, you're like, oh yeah, no, I totally get why this guy is getting all these carries. Um, And then just if you are, if you do want to play Eckler, if you do want to play Christian McCaffrey or Barkley, Derrick Henry, any of these really expensive guys, going to be a great week to do it. I don't think any of them will be over 5% or so on FanDuel. And if any of them get, you know, 30, 35, they're going to be required to win. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Let's uh, take a look now at the wide receiver slate for this week. I'm going to run through these real quick. We're short on time. We have Tyree Kill at nine. Now, I don't believe Jamar Chase is going to play this week, Jim. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong there. Just under 9,000. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 8,700. Devontae Adams, good matchup against the Chargers at eight. Uh, 8,500, T. Higgins, 8,300, and then A.J. Brown at 8,100. Yeah, Chase spoke to the media Wednesday, so he should be good to go. But I still think T. Higgins very in play at 83, despite that. We've seen both these guys go off when they're playing together. So no concerns on Higgins, despite Chase being back. But I love the 7,000 range this week on FanDuel. Jalen Waddle at 79 in a kind of game that could shoot out for sure against the 49ers a uh, lot of yardage upside for waddle i think better than you know i love keenan allen but i think that the yardage upside for waddle may be better than him 
I love Christian Kirk too, but again, Waddle's yardage upside, really, really fun. So that 7,000 range with Waddle, Keenan, Kirk, all those guys grayed out really well for me. 6,000 range, Devontae Smith at $6,800. Really good target shares uh, without Dallas Goddard. I expect those to stay up this week uh, with Goddard still being out in a game that is also kind of fun. So in on Devontae Smith once again. And then if you really want to save some salary, if you want to dive in the dumpster with me, uh, DJ Chark is $5,300. Hasn't worked out so far, but does have multiple deep targets in all four games. He's played full snaps. He has three deep targets in three of those games. So facing off with the Jags, revenge game, 53, indoors, tight spread, high total. It's probably not smart, but I've never been accused of being smart before, so we'll do it despite that. Well, Jim is stealing all my plays. Devonta Smith, my favorite <laughs> wide receiver play of the week. I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll give you the vomit guy on the other side of that game. You can have DJ Shark as your vomit guy. I'll take Marvin Jones as my yeah. uh, plug your nose and, 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 uh, you know, just hope for the best because Christian Kirk will probably be the most owned wide receiver of the slate on FanDuel. I, I would not expect Zay Jones uh, and Amon Ross St. Brown to be that far behind him. I mean, everyone wants to get pieces of this game and, and Marvin Jones, uh, you know, is not playing as many snaps as, I mean, he's 32 years old, right? You, you got to give him a little bit of a breather, but he's out there for all the obvious passing downs. He's out there every third down, every red zone. They they bring him in for that stuff. So uh, that's that's my uh, plug your nose play of the week. All right, finally, the tight ends. And uh, gentlemen, I don't know how you don't play Travis Kelsey on every slate moving forward is the only guaranteed play to, to hit. He's uh, priced at 8,400 this week. Followed by Mark Andrews at 7,100. Hawkinson is just below that at 6,400. George Kittle, boy, it's down to 62. Uh, Pat Fryermuth at 5,900. And Foster Moreau. I, I played the wrong tight end literally, Jim, every week this year. I had Waller. I went to Moreau. I got to Taysom Hill. It's like when my season ends, that's what I'm going to look back on and remember the most. I was on the Taysom train last week, too. That was very stupid. I made a big mistake. Oh. Uh, so that was that was on me for sure. But Pat Fryermuth this week, hopefully not a mistake. He comes in at $5,900, 25% target share in the games. He has played at that chase. Claypool, big red zone role. I don't think he's scored in a while, but there are some definite positive regression coming for him in a game against Atlanta. So, And I talked about Jalen Ward before. I don't mind having both those guys on the same team. I think the salary is low enough to make that work. So Pat Fryermuth, to me, the one guy who stands out, especially now that David Njoku is banged up once again um the only guy i have to add is tj hawkinson for the minnesota vikings we haven't talked about that game at all i i kind of like it indoors cousins you know mike white garrett wilson justin jefferson but hawkinson has i think 36 targets in his four games since being traded to the vikings like kind of unbelievable um and i i like him uh, a good bit this week all right there you go hey jim thanks again have a great weekend always appreciate you coming on a few more weeks We'll be hitting the playoffs, you believe it? Thanks again. Uh, it's basically playoffs right now, it seems like, with this slate. It's pretty fun. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Good Davis. Time. All right. Jim Sanis joining us here on the show. Coming up next, we got to give a pick out again. We haven't done this in a couple of weeks as we close out the uh, NFL regular season and fantasy season. Then we got fantasy reality. Don't go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Don't forget you can follow us on social media. That, of course, can be a lot of different places, but the one that we're speaking about here is Twitter. That's at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news, notes, information, and also great giveaways. We've got a great giveaway going on right now. If you retweet SportsGrid and SportsGridTV and sign up for our weekly newsletter, it gives you an opportunity to win a box of Bowman Chrome 2022 baseball. So go ahead and get signed up there for a chance to win. Now, we did not do picks on Thanksgiving week, unfortunately. The week before was unfortunate for me. I can't remember which team I picked, but I lost. I know that for sure. And I know Davis won because he texted me on that miracle play with the- I got so uh, lucky. One of the best, not the luckiest you could get. Yeah. Literally, literally like, yeah. But but look, this is what it is. It's well-deserved. So uh, this is a chance for you to catch me this week. Seven and four for me on the season. Six and five for you on the season. Davis Maddox pick of the week in the NFL. Who you got? Yeah, I have the, uh, and it was pretty close. Uh, my my first instinct was Kansas City, but I'm going to stay away from them because, you know, head, heart, it, it's hard to say. I have the Los Angeles Chargers giving one point mm-hmm. at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders playing for nothing. The Chargers actually due to some like, you know, kind of positive results for them. The last couple weeks are actually drawing live to the playoffs at this point. They're six and five, so they can catch the Ravens. They can maybe even catch the Dolphins. I believe they get a game against the Jets coming up. I want to say week 15, they get the Jets so they can leapfrog them there. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Chargers are playing terribly compared to what we expect. Uh, Justin Herbert had a 4.2 ADOT last week they've looked pretty bad in their primetime games i think that's bleeding into the market a little bit but they're just a lot better of a team they're better at quarterback they have better defensive backs like they're just a better team and uh you know i don't i don't think this version of the raiders has a real big home field advantage um i i just think they're a better team i think on a neutral field i would take them at three so yeah i got i got the chargers here yeah i mean chargers is a big favorite you never want to do but chargers never. is a dog tends to be a good pick. And again, it's only one point here. Uh, but again, I mean, they could have easily lost the drop pass on a two-point conversion. But um, yeah, Ra- Raiders are playing. I-, I think next year the Raiders are a team to to buy just because they've lost so many close games. But this may not be one of them this week. I'm not, I'm not sure about them this week. Uh, okay, so I am going back to Dog City again this week. 
and not a team that I like at all, but I just think it's a really good spot. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans this week, plus four and a half. This line actually was six, five, five and a half, down, down to four and a half. So I guess that's what I got to get. There's a number of different reasons for this. The first is Tennessee, uh, Davis, they're in every game. They don't win every game, but they're like in every game, right to the end. It's a field goal. It's a point. It's two points. It's a touchdown. And so I, I don't see Tennessee losing by seven. I'll start there. And the second thing is, if you extrapolate the Eagles season, if, if you think the Eagles are going to be 16-1, and one, then this is not the pick for you. But they're going to catch a loss at some point this season. They're going to be 15-2 and two or 14-3. and three. At some point, they're going to lose another game. And I think there's a chance that this is it. I'm not a Titans fan, but the way that they play sort of puts me into the degree of difficulty for Philly to cover this game. So I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans 1 o'clock Eastern plus 4.5. So those are our two picks for the week. All right, now let's get to some fantasy or reality. College football playoff, we're going to find out, Davis, Sunday night, who is in. And in fact, we're going to find out about one of the teams tonight as USC takes on Utah. USC is a three-point favorite in this game. I think Caleb Williams had the best performance of just about any quarterback that I saw last week. This line is only three. I can't figure out this one. I think USC is so much better than Utah, but I don't understand it. But uh, they're three-point favorites, so their you-know-whats are on the line tonight, for sure. Let's be clear. They could lose. Uh, TCU is taking on Kansas State. You talk about a line that has dropped. Boy, TCU went from like four-point favorites. I think this is going to be a pick game by the time they kick off the Big 12 championship. And let's be honest, I, I think we both feel like Georgia and Michigan are going to win, but maybe they don't cover. But boy, it would be the upset of the season if either of these teams lost. Georgia minus 18 against LSU, Michigan minus 18 and a half against Purdue. Fantasy or reality, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, that's the final four in the college football playoff, Davis. Fantasy or reality? You know, I think that I have to say fantasy because what I've been, I mean, Craig, I've been saying it this whole time, TCU is not a college football playoff team. And I, you know, I, I think, and we actually talked about this, I want to say like 10 days ago, we did something a little bit on the college football playoff. And you mentioned K-State with Will Howard playing quarterback, like they look pretty frisky, but I think the combination of all of these teams, right? So I, Georgia, I think you can lock them in. But Michigan, TCU, USC, I mean, just if you give me the parlay odds of one of those three teams messing up in this final weekend, like, I I would absolutely take that. So I will say fantasy, one of Michigan, TCU, USC will mess up. And, and, And ranking order of messing up, I will say TCU, number one, most likely to falter. USC, number two. Trust me, I've seen Lincoln Riley in plenty of these spots. Not that I'm not that I'm bitter. Not you know. Not that I'm upset at Lincoln Riley for leaving. You know the good folks in Oklahoma who supported him. You know to go live in a McMansion in in Los Angeles. Not that there are any hard feelings there. And then what Michigan plays against Purdue, right? So that that seems like a spot that's pretty hard to mess up. But again, when you can't move the ball on offense, like they they barely turn towards passing the ball until that Ohio State game. Like anything, and their their star running back Blake Corum is going to be out for this game as well um so i got i got fantasy we'll see at least one of these teams slip yeah i have fantasy too can't do it i think the point you made i would just echo uh i I agree with you in georgia i think any of the other three teams could lose i I gotta tell you i think usc is gonna win tonight i I don't know why i just would be stunned based on what and look i'm not a notre dame guy as you know 
but they looked so good last week against Notre Dame that maybe they're going to lose because the line seems off to me. It feels like Southern Cal should be a bigger favorite tonight, but my degree of difficulty would be I got Georgia winning. I got USC winning. I believe Michigan's going to win. Wouldn't shock me if Purdue won, but I believe Michigan is going to win. I think Kansas State is going to beat TCU. I think Kansas State is going to win. And uh, they would be one of those interesting teams that if the playoff was expanded to eight, they'd be in. If it was expanded to six, you can make a case for them to be in. But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, Davis, I think that puts Ohio State back into Ohio State in the Final Four, which probably is fine for most people anyway. All right, let's move over to the World Cup. Your forte, not mine for sure. Belgium goes down in a big way yesterday at the World Cup. Their manager immediately after the game, the match, says he is done. Obviously, there's been some other upsets as well. And uh, one big one does come to mind to me. One team that's moving on but did lose initially. I mean, 18-1, to was there a bigger one than that? Anyway, fantasy or reality? Belgium is the biggest disappointment of the World Cup. You'll have a better hold on this than me. Um, It's pretty, it's pretty close between Belgium and Germany. Um, we just got a South Korea goal to put them through, like, literally as I'm talking, which is absolutely unbelievable. Good, good for them. Um, so the thing with Belgium is that very small country, right? Germany, huge country, won the World Cup a bunch of times. They have a high expectation every time the World Cup or the European Championships come around. But for Belgium, this, like, last, let's say, 10 years was kind of their time to win a World Championship or a European Championship. Um, they had, you know, maybe the best player in the world and Kevin De Bruyne, uh, you know, some, some young players who were really strong uh, 10 years ago. They were one of the oldest teams in the tournament by the time that, that uh, this, the game rolled around yesterday. I, I believe their average starting age was over 30. And in a sport where you have to run like 10 miles in 90 minutes, that doesn't seem particularly optimal. But just knowing that they had, again, small nation, I, I want to say maybe 8 million people in Belgium period. And this was, this was as good as it was going to get and zero trophies the last 10 years for this group of guys. Um, so I got us and, and yeah, they were the FIFA. Well, the FIFA rankings are, you know, kind of like the college football playoff rankings. They're subjective. You could disagree with them, but they were the number two ranked team in the FIFA world rankings. So I got, I got, I got reality. They are, they are the biggest disappointment. Yeah, I'll say reality, too, because they're out. But it's not the biggest surprise of the tournament, obviously, unless Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Has anything topped that, by the way, in this tournament? You'd have to tell me. I'm not sure. Uh, Costa Rica winning a game. Costa Rica, I mean, Costa Rica is okay. probably the worst team in the tournament. That was pretty close. But it, in terms of, like, um, underdogs oh, winning, yeah. big nations getting through, this has been the most, like, underdog-heavy World Cup tournament ever. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so I'll just agree with you. I'll say reality, and uh, Brett sends a note that they were number two going in, so that obviously means something. It shows you how much World Cup I have watched. But Saturday, I'll be watching the U.S. for sure as they take on the Netherlands, right? I think I got that right. Okay, cool. All right, finally, there has been some scuttle from Vince Vaughn about the possibility of doing a sequel to the very popular and funny movie called Dodgeball, which I think we've probably all seen it's been a while since they did this one, and apparently Ben Stiller could potentially be on board too. By the way, Ben Stiller hasn't really done a lot of stuff over the last, what, 10, 20 years. Um, a lot of directing, not as much acting as we normally have seen from him. Fantasy or reality, Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller need to make a sequel to Dodgeball. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, Craig, this is a great movie. I, I say this without reservation. I've probably seen, I have probably seen Dodgeball, I'm going to guess, 
20 times. I, I would say I definitely saw and, and enjoyed watch, laugh, quoted way more than kind of the other buddy comedies of the time. Like, remember, there was like this era from like 2007 to 2012 where everything that Judd Apatow made was like the yeah. greatest movie of all time, right? And I think Dodgeball is better than all of them. I think Dodgeball is better than Superbad, better than uh, the, the Steve Carell ones. Like, I mean, just absolutely um, unbelievable stuff. I would, I would totally watch a sequel to this. I would, I would go to the movie theaters. I would pay money. I would, uh, and, and probably watch it multiple times. And Vince Vaughn is, uh, he's just kind of one of those guys who's like great in everything. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I love this dude. So what was the, uh, Swingers, the one that he's in with, uh, mm -hmm. with Favreau? That's a, that's a great one. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah. I got reality. This is a, this is a great idea. Terrible idea. I got fantasy here. Bad idea. I mean, we got some track record here, Davis. Anchorman, great. Anchorman 2, no good. Zoolander, great. Zoolander 2, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Ever seen. Stay away. Stay away from this That's one. That's true. You, you, make, you make a great point. You make a great point. Don't sully the memory of the original. Um, yeah, you, you, do make, you do make a really good point. You know, sequels can totally go... Uh, you know, like a lot of people think that uh, the the third Indiana Jones movie is better than the original, but like you know, the Star Wars, the the prequels and the sequels, nowhere near as good as the original trilogy. Like it really can go either way when you start making more movies. Yeah, I mean, look, all I thought all three of like the Austin Powers movies were good, but I just think that the time has passed. I don't know for whatever reason they had they struggled to make Anchorman two. I thought Anchorman two. I thought Anchorman was my favorite among all these movies we're talking about, by the way. And Anchorman two was bad. And Zoolander two. I remember my wife and I so excited to go see that movie because we loved Zoolander. And it was, I mean, Davis may be the worst movie I've ever seen in the theaters. Maybe the worst movie. So I'm going to say fantasy here. I'm going to say no. Don't don't sully this one. Don't do old school two either. Keep, keep those movies as they are. Don't ruin them. Definitely don't do that. Definitely don't do old school two. <laughs> Step Brothers three, two, four, five. All right, we got to take a quick timeout and come back and wrap it up next. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today. As we wrap up our show for the week, always curious as we are almost at this big World Cup match, 9 a.m. tomorrow. But before we get there, we got to end our show today. So here's Davis with the Sports Grid 60. Well, absolutely unbelievable stuff happening in the World Cup right now. We have two nations hanging in the balance. South Korea just scores a, a 94th minute winner against Portugal to advance. Uruguay technically still playing. If they score again in this next like four and a half minutes, they're going to advance. I, I've watched, uh, this is my fourth World Cup in, in of being the age of like being able to understand what's going on. And it has not even been close. The most dramatic storylines, guys changing in and out, goal difference, all this stuff happening on the final day. Just an amazing sport. Very glad to uh, just very, just very glad about Major League Baseball free agency. Of course, we have hot stove season, which is off and running, covering it for you here on Sports Grid. I have no idea what to expect next week, but I will be attending the winter meetings in San Diego here for Sports Grid and uh, doing different reports for you, different opinions on some of the different signings. So for all of our sake, can we get some signings happening between Sunday and Tuesday? So we have some really fun stuff to talk about next week, how it will change fantasy baseball, players changing, signing. Hopefully so, because thus far it's off once again to a pretty slow start. Not much activity, but I do predict Aaron Judge. I don't know where he's going. I'm not going to tell you where he's going because I don't know. But I predict by the time the winter meetings are over, Aaron Judge will have his destination, Giants or Yankees. That'll do it for our show today. Thanks to, of course, uh, LTN, our great graphics department, Michael helping out as well, our producer, Brett Levy, my co-host, Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. Coming up next is the early line. I'm back with you for the Friday edition, 2 o'clock Eastern on Newswire. Have a great weekend, everyone. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.